Hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of the Chinese podcast, All Change. Today is Wednesday the 4th of September and coming up in today's show we have some news, an intro to my new home, the Whipping Piccadilly section and the return of the pattern pick. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of the podcast. It is lovely to be back podcasting with you again. A warm welcome to any new listeners and a welcome back to any returning listeners. It's always good to have you with me. Thanks very much for all the messages that I've received whilst I have been moving from South Africa to back to the UK. It's been really nice to hear from lots of you asking how things are going and when I'm going to be back and hopefully this is me back now. So thank you very much for that. We're back in the UK, as I mentioned, we're finally pretty much sorted with the house, although I'm sure Mealy would not agree with that sentiment, <laughs> but I'm a 90 percenter, it's pretty much done, it's done enough for me anyway, and I've been reunited with my little pointless Sheltie dogs, uh, they seem quite pleased to be back with us, rather than the in-laws, because they've got uh, two new people to play with as well and one of them HBM is making a big job of bossing them around a lot but she also throws a ball from a lot so they're quite happy I've reunited all of the stashes the northern and southern hemisphere stashes and had a bit of a stash clear out as well probably not to the level it needed to be and I'm almost in that stage of I'm a bit embarrassed about this stash now and the kind of nervous giggling when you put it all together and realise that you have too much and you need to knit some of it uh, but that that's quite nice uh, rediscovering some of the stuff that I've forgotten I'd even ordered <laughs> and I've also got my new sewing machine my big birthday present um, I'll review it at some point it's very nice I've not had much chance to play with it yet it's been quite busy um, but thank you very much for all of those of you that sent me messages or recommended machines I went for a faff in the end and it is lovely so hopefully I'll get some more time to play with that over the coming weeks and I can do a good review for you. We were very, very, very sad to leave South Africa and we do miss it quite quite a lot. Not not least the weather and the, the meat and the wine, but um, all of our friends there as well. And we've moved to a place in the UK that is in Lincolnshire and I'll tell you a bit more about where I've moved to uh, later on in the podcast. As far as plans for the podcast go, it is obviously going to evolve because it's not going to be a UK person in South Africa podcast anymore. There will probably still be quite a lot of South Africa based chatter in there, but there'll also be more chatter about uh, things I'm getting up to in the UK, uh, which will make it a little bit different. So I guess I'm now a UK podcaster rather than the South African podcaster. <laughs> Um, I did think about killing it off like in a Faulty Towers sort of way and only doing 12 episodes and then never coming back and becoming a cult classic but I don't really think I've got enough listeners for that <laughs> not that I don't appreciate you all I do but um, I'm not quite at the level of Faulty Towers yet so uh, I decided since I quite like it I'll carry on I'll carry on podcasting so we'll just see really where it goes I haven't got any firm plans for what's going to happen to it or what it's going to turn into um, but then I wouldn't say that hard from the beginning anyway, so uh, it's uh, flexible as always. So as we're not in South Africa, it, it's going to be quite difficult to do a South Africa section. Uh, but I, I've got some stuff still stored up that I can still talk about. Uh, if those of you who like Africa are missing that, we can put some of that in. 
Clearly, the number of snakes and snake anecdotes will hopefully decrease, although we, well, my husband has already seen one snake whilst been, we've been back. Um, quite a large grass snake. and Managed to take a picture of it on his iPhone, so it obviously wasn't that quick. Um, but having never ever seen a snake in real life in the UK, to come back and see one within a couple of days, that's pretty strange. Not entirely sure what that noise was, but... Uh, yeah, anyway... There'll be also probably less one-on-ones with uh, large game, but it's highly likely that we're going to have uh, several near-death experiences with um, potato trucks and tractors around here. I've also now got unlimited broadband, which is extremely exciting to me. So uh, I've been catching up on two years' worth, pretty much, of podcasts and um, listening to those at feeding time at bedtime. It makes it go a little bit quicker. It's quite good, although slightly distracting for Sam. But uh, he does tend to get on with it eventually. Uh, the That all means that the podcast will come out more frequently if my schedule allows. Because by the end of the time in South Africa, we're having so many problems with uh, electricity and broadband and all these kind of things. As well as packing, it made it quite difficult to get, get podcasts done and uploaded. So hopefully that will change now. Um, but we will see. It will still be a flexible schedule until I can definitely say I can commit to a certain it will be every two weeks, etc. So uh, you'll just have to bear with that, I'm afraid. And I have already been out and about a lot. Uh, so I've got a lot of stuff to talk about from being here in the UK. If you listen to the Nip Spin Cake podcast, you'll know that I went to Fibre East. And uh, I ran into her, I even got in through the door, bless her. And she's busy melting in a very lovely uh, Lavinia top, but it was very hot a bit too hot and um, I'm off to Yarndale as well at the end of the month which is a new festival I think it's in Skipton in North Yorkshire so we're going to be doing a meet up there as well there is a thread on the Ravelry group so if you're going and you want to have a meet up then let us know I've also been writing and I've done an article for the new iMake magazine written by Martin from the iMake podcast and blog uh, the pilot kind of first issue is for sale at the moment and um, I think it is imakemagazine.com has all the details and the announcements of when it's going to be. It's a quarterly magazine and I was uh, really pleased to be asked to write for that. It was a pretty random uh, article as you can probably expect from me but it seems to have gone down quite well and Martine liked it which is the main thing. So hopefully I'll be writing for her again in the future. There's also been a lot of work going on on a top secret project uh, that I'm working on with the moment with Kate from Kate's 12 blog and we'll reveal details about that at a later stage but it's very exciting and very time consuming at the moment but I think it's going to be quite good fun so I'm looking forward to telling you all about that. Whilst we have been away it's also been the podiversary which I completely missed because it was the 24th of July. That's when the pilot episode went out for the Shiny Bees podcast last year. But that also happened to be the day that we left South Africa, which is a bit weird. Uh, so at this point, uh, and I also thank you every episode, but I really would like to say thank you to all of the listeners um, that come and listen to the podcast because there wouldn't really be one without you guys sitting there and listening to me uh, blather on about snakes and rhinos and everything else. Uh, so I'm really grateful for you listening, and hopefully you'll carry on listening for the next year. Anyway, that's enough uh, of an introduction from me, so we'll go on to the next section. Okay. 
I've actually added another section in here that I just completely forgot to mention in the intro. But I'm so rock and roll that I'm just going to put it in now without even telling you about it. So that'll be a surprise for you. Um, I decided to write a little um, mini essay type thing about change. Because there's a lot of change going on here at the moment. And I know there's a lot of change going on for quite a few of the people that listen to the podcast that I talk to. And it just inspired me to kind of put a few thoughts together, really, um, with regard to change. The definition of change, the verb, means to make or become different. And as a noun, is the act or instance of becoming different. With an object, you can take or use another instead of. The origin of it is Middle English, and it's from the Old French change, which is a noun, changer, which is a verb, from the late Latin cambiare, possibly, and from the Latin cambire, possibly, which means barter. So it's probably of Celtic origin, the word, and it's something that we go through often in life. Also, Wikipedia tells me. There are 29 songs, allegedly, called Change, and that list doesn't include Change by the Lightning Seeds from their 1994 album Jollification, which was definitely a soundtrack to some of my formative years. And that was just one that I spotted that they'd missed out. Uh, the song reached number 13 in the UK singles chart and was also featured in the 1995 American comedy film Clueless, which starred Alicia Silverstone. I know I feel pretty clueless at times. <laughs> the song starts with the following lyrics. The world is full of fools who never get it right. You don't know what to do, so you do anything you like. Put your foot down and drive, and then carries on. That is going to be a massive earworm for some of you all day today now. And despite its title, the song is actually concerned with not changing. Um, which is a bit of an odd one, really. Because things change, but some things don't change or is it talking about don't you ever change or don't you ever change it's a difficult one to uh to interpret but it's clear from the number of songs and albums and even two bands that are called change change is something that moves and inspires people sometimes it's a conscious decision to change that you have control over you might change your job or your house or your car you might change from nipro to chaigu you might change uh, the way that you, you wear your hair for instance but sometimes change is forced upon you and you could be changing jobs because you've been made redundant or homes because you can no longer afford to live there these changes that the some of our listeners are going through at the moment um have been some, some of them have been really sad life events that have forced um a big change within their lives and a lot of us are in a state of kind of turbulence and flux so i decided that as with all things, in times like this, I'm not going to get you a cheesy picture, but I will come out with some borrowed words of wisdom uh, from from the literary world. Because I don't really like those cheesy kind of motivational posters. Um, so I went for some, some literary figures instead. Uh, one of them is about moving and um, one of them is about change. The first one is Terry Pratchett and it's taken from the book A Hat Full of Sky which is a Tiffany Aiken one and I think that is one of the kids ones as well. It's really good. Um, I've read that one and it goes, why do you go away? So that you can come back, so that you can see the place that you came from with new eyes and extra colours 
and the people there see you differently too. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. Which I think is quite clever. And another one for you, uh, just in the words of wisdom, to wrap this section up. And it goes, sometimes, Jem said, our lives can change so fast that the change outpaces our minds and hearts. It's those times, I think, when our lives have altered, but we still long for the time before everything was altered. That is when we feel the greatest pain. I can tell you, though, from experience, you grow accustomed to it. You learn to live your new life, and you can't imagine or even really remember how things were before. And that is from Clockwork Angel, and it's written by Cassandra Clare. So, those of you that I'm talking to, and you know who you are, Hopefully, my uh, quotes will give you some kind of something to think about. And for those of you that aren't changing anything, maybe it'll be useful in the future. On to the next section. Speaking of change in a slightly more flippant manner, I'm thinking of getting some new, some new theme tune music. Millie wrote this theme tune music for me and I think when he wrote it, he didn't think that I would carry on podcasting. And uh, maybe now we've changed countries, it might be changed time for a change of uh, theme tune. So, as I mentioned, I am going to introduce you to the new place that I've moved to because it became apparent to me that not everyone who listens to the podcast has ever been to or will indeed go to Lincolnshire and therefore there's not really any real reason why they would know anything about it. So I thought I'd put a few notes together and give you a quick introduction. It's the third time in nine years I've lived in Lincolnshire and this is a different part to the other parts that I've lived in uh, before so um, it's a bit of an interesting time for me but it's it's quite good I quite like it uh, we're in quite in between two villages so everything is quite near and uh, life is quite easy so uh, that's good when you have two small children to look after um, but Lincolnshire is a historic county in the east of England the county town of Lincolnshire is, somewhat unsurprisingly, Lincoln. It is a largely agricultural area where they grow large amounts of wheat, barley, sugar beet and oilseed rape. And in the south of the county, which is where we live, there are a lot of potatoes, as I've already alluded to, uh, cabbages, cauliflowers and onions, amongst other things that are grown. It is one of the few counties in the UK that still has the 11 plus exam to decide who goes to grammar school. Um, and the road network in the county is dominated by single carriageway A roads and it is also one of the few counties without a motorway. There is a bit of a motorway at the very, in the very, very north of the county by, um, what's it called, Scunthorpe. But the actual administrative county, there isn't any, uh, sorry, there aren't any motorways in there. It has a very low population density uh, for the the, uh, it's a very large county and there aren't many people that live there obviously that, that gives you the density which means there are a few public transport links there is quite a bit of tourism on the coast and some old uh, Victorian seaside resorts and there are quite a lot of tourists that come to the interior of the county as well in some you see quite a lot of um, caravans and, and what have you we've actually been to one of the seaside resorts today so I'll put that in a future podcast excuse me turning the page there I've made a lot of notes this time. And the place where we live is a small village with about 2,000 residents, according to Wiki. 
So, you know you live somewhere small in a proper village when you get a village newsletter, which we got the other day. I was so excited um, that we get a village newsletter. I feel quite hoi polloi now that we're in a proper little kind of cute country village where people still do that kind of stuff. Um, Lincolnshire itself is one of the least ethnically diverse counties in the UK where 98.5% of the population describes themselves as white and it has an unofficial anthem uh, called the Lincolnshire Poacher which I'll try and squish in at the end so you can hear it it brings back a lot of memories for me does that song and uh, the county its kind of unofficial mascot is the Lincoln Imp the Lincoln Imp has symbolised the cathedral, because it's a really big cathedral on a hill in Lincoln itself, the city and the county for many years. According to a 14th century legend, two imps were sent by Satan to do evil work on the earth. And they caused mayhem in northern England before descending upon Lincoln Cathedral, smashing the joint up and tr horror tripping up the bishop. And that isn't a euphemism for anything else. I think they just tripped him up with a foot out. An angel rocked up, as you do, and told them to stop. But one of the imps started to throw rocks at the angel, who promptly turned him into stone, which gave the other imp a chance to escape. It is said that it's always windy around the cathedral and that this is the second imp circling the building looking for his friend. There are quite a few other stories associated with the Lincoln Imp thing and um, you can look all of those up online. So that's just a brief introduction to where we're living now. It's like Limpopo in a lot of ways. It's agricultural, it's rural, there aren't many you know, big roads. Um, so it could be an interesting kind of place to live, albeit with considerably less deadly animals, I'm hoping. Uh, but we'll see how we get on from here. So on to, I think, the Whipping Piccadilly section. So the Whipping Piccadilly section. It's been quite a long time. I think it was like April the last time I did one of these. So considering it has been quite such a long time, there's not quite so much stuff to talk about. Um... Chiefly because I haven't got much knitting done. Or I've, rather, I've not been very monogamous in my knitting. So uh, a lot of projects are ongoing but unfinished. Finished object-wise, the first one is the Holden to the Blue Skies, which is the Holden Charlotte by Mindy Wilkes. I knitted it in Flamboyance Yarns, Meteor, Mr. Blue Sky Colourway, which is a 75% merino, 20% nylon, 5% stellina fibre content. The pattern is triangular, shawl, with a kind of feather and fan sort of edging. It's ideal as a beginner's shawl. I've worn it loads as well since um, I knitted it and got commented on how lovely it was by the tanny in the post office in Africa. He said what a lovely shawl that it was because um, it was quite cold there before I left because it was winter. So I took every opportunity to wear knitwear, but were able, and um, uh, I wore that a lot. So I would definitely recommend it as a kind of a very versatile sort of wearable shawl that's um, you can do. It's very plain. And it's not too kind of over the top laces. You can wear it with more stuff. You can wear it quite casual stuff as well. So that's good. 
The next finished object is her Britannic beret, which, as it was called, it was done uh, knitted for Her Britannic Majesty, the Beast, uh, which was the beret with flower pattern. It's a Sirdar pattern by Sirdar Spinning, and added it in Snuggly Baby Crofter Fur Isle Effect DK. So it's kind of a legacy bit of yarn. She picked it, not me. It's a nylon acrylic blend. So it's dead easy to wash it, which is good when they take it to nursery and get chocolate and fingerprints all over it and whatever else they feed them there. They're never allowed to eat in this country, but they seem to come on with sweets every day in Africa. And um, she loves it. It's a cute little beret, keeps a little swede warm on the way to school. And it was really quick to knit. It was knitted flat and then seamed. And it was really simple. I, I sewed on a button onto the flower as well, just to make it a little bit more fancy. And yeah, not really much to say about it. It's just a standard little Sirdar pattern, really. Just thought I'd have a little stop there for a little stifter of sherry. And uh, we've run out of South African wine in our house, so we're on sherry now. The next one uh, is was a present for someone else. This is Nina's flying hat. And the pattern is the Aviatrix baby hat by Justine Turner. It is a little, it's dead cute, a little knitted uh, leather flying helmet but obviously it's not leather it's wool and I knitted this in Debbie, Biss, Debbie Bliss rather Rialto 4 ply in a really kind of cerise pink. I also used the cat body uh, concealed wraps tutorial on YouTube because there's a lot it's a lot of short raw shaping in it to get the shape of the hat and the wraps are really ugly when you pick them up so I used the wrap tutorial. The the tutorial it did not have the best video I've got to say. The technique is excellent, the video is 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 pretty poor really by not is by today's YouTube standards, but I think it's been on there quite a long time. Notwithstanding that, you can still use it. There are just many, many nicer shot, clearer videos to use. Um but I stuck with that one because I'm old school. And that technique works a treat on this hat. I managed to cover up the ugly wraps and turns with a crochet flower and I used for that the Molly Make tutorial. Uh, it was very quick to learn how to make these little flowers. They're quite cute, dead easy and I think this is going to be a go-to hat now for baby gifts. The best thing about it is there's di all different sizes but there's instructions for different weights of yarn so you can just use whatever's lying around in your stash as well to make it. It's not like you've got to go out and specially buy stuff which is always a winner. In terms of ongoing projects, the first one is Elsebee's Angel, which is the Guardian Angel pattern by Sally Cameron, as known as Pink Hair Girl. She's a South African. It is knitted in Nurturing Fibres Merino Lace Singles South African yarn. In the colourway Escape, which is a colourway that's exclusive to naturalyarns.co.za and also a grey colourway, I think it's called silver lining perhaps. I changed needles in the pattern, it calls for a 4mm and it calls for 4 ply, I used lace weight and 3.75mm and it consists more, it's a semicircular shawl that consists of a large kind of garter portion and then a cable transition and then um, a sort of quite simple lace pattern underneath the cable which looks like little angels that's stylized as little angels are not properly feathery it's kind of like a almost ikea-esque representation 
Scandi representation of what an angel would look like. It's very cool. And I, unfortunately, I started knitting it and I like the way the colours are coming out. It's very nice, but I, won't pay, I wasn't paying attention. And I've gone about three or four rows past an increased row and I'm not sure how to bodge it to make it work now. So I'm going to have to rip that back and uh, get that going again I think because it, it was a present for when I was leaving and it's already September so it's not finished, not even halfway done so um, but I'm really enjoying the pattern it would be quite quick if I was still knitting on it and it was going quite quickly until the point where I stopped paying attention and over knitted so uh, I'm really enjoying the yarn though that goes with that it's knitting lovely, it's quite nice to work with so I'm looking forward to seeing how it blocks out also on the go are the Cranford mitts for the P-Hop knit along which is still ongoing, some people have finished, Mad Mum knocked out a pair of Cranfords in about a day and a half on jury duty, respect, and um, I think Kate from Kate's Twirl has finished hers, she did the uh, Trinity Charlotte by Anakin Annis, and that's beautiful how that's come out, there's also the Gingerbread Bunny did a crochet project the name of which escapes me at the moment but she's also finished but there's a few of us who are still knitting and ongoing with that it's been quite quiet because i haven't been also been knitting on the project um but feel free to come and join in if you would like and all of the money from penny's prayer of pleasure patterns goes to medicine sans frontier which is an excellent cause i am knitting the cranford mitts in jelly bean yarns dragon's blood which is a lovely dark red I got in a swap from Sammy Lou uh, with a South African swap group and I'm loving the way it's knitting up I almost wish I'd made it into a bigger project so I could enjoy the yarn in a bigger kind of way or maybe in a a shawl or something so it'd be nearer to my face because um, it just feels really lovely but I'll know for future I can go get some more I guess um, and the mitts are going to be really nice when they're finished uh, the pattern is really easy to memorise and really simple so I'm looking forward to getting those done. Also still ongoing is the Autumn in Sweden socks. They're almost hibernating because I'm using the needles for the Cranford mitts because they're on 2.5mm needles. These were the Kebna Kayser socks that are knitted in Nurturing Fibre Super Twist Sock. I think I just need to get another pair of 2.5mm DPNs really and get on with it. They're turning out quite nice. I like the way the colours are coming out in that. And that's everything that is on the needles at the moment. I feel I need to cast some stuff on, I think. Or possibly remember the other 15 projects that I've forgotten about. I won't talk about... Sorry, excuse me. I won't talk about sewing this time. Um, because time is already getting on. And I've done a quite a few things with that. So I'll talk about that probably next time. So on to the pattern pick. So the pattern pick, and please excuse me if you hear the odd half yarn creeping in. You're not boring me, I'm not boring myself. It's just quite late now here and this is the only time I get to record the podcast when the children are in bed and quiet. So the pattern pick for this episode. I've enjoyed doing the pattern picks very much so these will remain a feature. It was quite hard to, sorry, someone's scratching around for some more sherry at the moment. Um, it was quite hard to find um, uh, a subject this time and normally something will come to me and I'll I'll search it on Ravelry 
roll around on the floor laughing and say, yeah, that's definitely what we're going to do. And quite often it ends up being the um, the whole subject of the podcast. Um, but not so, excuse me, sorry, not so today. The subject of the pattern pick today is Lincoln. So sort of, um, in a roundabout way, <laughs> ended up being the subject of the podcast. The first pattern is the Lincoln Park by Carol Sunday. It is a knitted striped colourwork scarf. It's really, really nice. It comes in a kit and it's got 25 different colours of yarn in the kit, which is available from sundayknits.com. You make the main scarf and then there's enough yarn left over for a slightly narrower spare scarf. How cool is that? Um, nothing funny remotely to say about this. It's a really beautiful scarf. That's it. And uh, the next one is the Lincoln Imp uh, by Georgina Manville. This is immense. It, it It's awesome. It is published in the Lincoln Cathedral shop and it is available from lincolnminstershop.com. I'm thinking about making one. The same way I'm still thinking about making a faux tax, rhino taxidermy head. I could put them next to each other on the wall. Um, it's based on the famous imp in Lincoln Cathedral in England. That is the imp that the angel turned to stone. It measures 28 centimetres high when it is completed. Its hands have wire framing, but these can be omitted so it can be used as a children's toy. I get making a gargoyle, but aren't they supposed to frighten like small children and, and people away and bad spirits and all that kind of thing? I, I don't know why I would knit a, a gargoyle for my child to play with, but she's a bit weird. She'd probably quite like it. Um. Anyway, Georgina Manville. And her friend Susanna Holwell jointly designed the gargoyle designs and Georgina Manville has designed a whole load of other designs. There are different gargoyles in all these different uh, cathedrals in the UK, in York and Exeter and I think Oxford. There are a few different ones and she also designed some other stuff. She was in the WI and... Um, took some WI knitting exams and things way back in the 80s and designed some stuff and she's got those patterns on there from on Ravelry from then. The one to check out I think is Little Knittington which is a full-on knitted village. It's got a duck pond, it's got a shop, it's got a garage, there are little cars, there's even a pigsty. It's awesome. So go and have a look at that. That It's just really good. I think it's really clever. Uh, the next one is Mr. Lincoln, a Lincoln of a different kind, a knitted beard. So it's Mr. Lincoln, a knitted beard by Clara Williams. It is a free pattern for a strap-on knitted beard, which should please Hoxton and any other beard lovers immensely. If you've got 100 yards of worsted weight yarn lying around, this could be the pattern for you. The next one is the Lincoln Park Lace Hooded Tank Top. The clue is in the name really. It is a sleeveless tank top with a lace hood and a kind of crisscross open back construction. It is by the Lady Wyvern, which sounds more than a little downton. The pattern itself is uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, Kylie in Can't Get You Out of My Head in the video. 
it's it's a nice pattern but when you look at the cut of the um the sleeves as it's modeled the cut is quite deep um in the arm so i think i would definitely have to wear it with a t-shirt underneath for modesty reasons um and i reckon unless you're sort of a size six with like no or very small and perky bosoms um it's pretty difficult to carry it off without looking yeah not that great but with a t-shirt underneath it would be fine because then you could wear the appropriate supportive garments um but the hood in, in particular is very pretty it's quite a nice pattern so um go check that one out and obviously we can't have a pattern pick unless we're taking a dog sweater in the pattern pick and we've got one this time as well lincoln's dog sweater i think the dog is called lincoln um and this is by kelly walker it is a crocheted one for you crochet crochet dog sweater it's a free pattern and unlike usually where the dog is looking a little bit sad and or and or mortified uh, this one is just like looking really kind of stoic he's like yeah i'm really cute i'm totally rocking this crochet jumper maybe that's a clue maybe it needs to be a crochet jumper uh, but he's very sweet he's sort of like a um a long-haired kind of dashund uh, voshi dog type affair lincoln is a very lovely dog so we've got a dog sweater in there as well and that rounds up the pattern pick for this episode <laughs> So I think that brings us on to the end of the episode. Uh, it's been lovely being back again. I'll be back with you all in uh, in the UK. The there is a lot of stuff still to talk about, uh, such as Fibre East and Yarndale, amongst other associated things. So hopefully, it'll be another episode quite soon. But it's been lovely listen, uh, listening, lovely talking to you all. I really need to go to bed, don't I? I'm very, very tired at this point. Uh, lovely talking to you all again. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you all have a lovely week and speak to you again soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found on the blog at www.shinybees.com. You can email me at joe at shinybees.com. I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry and Shiny Bees on Twitter. Thanks for listening.